Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. I'm not Justin. Eh, drop. Yeah, we, we, we had talked about this ahead of time. I feel like... Uh, we had a plan. Yeah, there was a plan. It's been fucked. And like the plan what? is fucked, dude. The plan is fucked. Because you be Justin and introduce me afterward. It's all good. <laughs> oh, we're, 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 yeah, is, no, we're not going to do it in we're a second time. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do every no, we don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. That's not a thing that happens here. Yeah. That requires work, fucker. That's not happening. I know yeah. you don't watch the YouTube, but if you did, you would know that literally almost no editing occurs. Yes. Perfect. So, that extra voice that you heard is friend of the podcast and excellent brewer himself, Mr. Greg Kelly. Hi, Greg. Hello, Beertastic Voyage. Long time coming. Many of you have heard him breathing into voicemails. Yes. In fact, at the end of this episode, you're going to hear him breathing into voicemails. It's actually go. my specialty. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Some people think it's brown ale. So we have uh, moved to uh, Studio 2B here. We're down in uh, Justin's uh, brew dungeon. Otherwise known as the land of the clusterfuck. Yeah. Where we've had some uh, technical difficulties, but they've got a brew going, and it's getting up there, so he's going to want to go s- spritz it soon. And I'm just going to keep... So if Justin leaves, it's because we're uh, doing a little bit of uh, yeah. work while we're, uh, while we're doing this stuff. Um, Greg, what did you bring for us today? You brought a bunch of homebrews. Can you give us a quick uh, rundown on some of the things that you brought with us? Yeah, so we're going to start it off. I have a British brown ale... Um, I have a coffee stout, I have a New England IPA, I have a cider, and then there's a little surprise at the end. Ooh, I like surprises. So while we uh, we poured this one out, this first one, the English, you said? It's a British brown ale. British brown, all right. And while we take a couple sips of this, can you give, uh, presumably you've had quite a bit of this already, can yeah. you tell us a little bit maybe about uh, how you got into home brewing and, you know, and just in beer in general? Absolutely. Um... My homebrewing experience started through my brother, and um, I would say we're maybe like eight or nine years ago at this point, where he had been brewing already, had been got had gotten involved with Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiast Group, and um, we know a couple of those guys. Yeah, I've met a couple of them, <laughs> and my whole thing is that he was going to these festivals, and I went to the festivals, and I saw him partying with these guys, and he was getting in for free, and I'm like, that sounds pretty cool, so. Uh, let me jump in on your next homebrew, and uh, I'll be part of the team, and we'll go there and put my name on the beer. And that's really what it was at the beginning, and he was right. writing all the recipes. He was doing the fermentation, the carbonation, and right. he'd pretty much tell me when to stir, and I would stir. And Move this, I did that. not know how to brew at that point, even though I would tell people I was a homebrewer. I right. really didn't know what I was doing at that point. It was gotcha. all his knowledge base at that point. But uh, I saw you brought a... A binder of knowledge now, and that's that was just your stuff you were saying, right? That's just you from the past couple of years? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough a couple of years ago to get equipment. Um, one of the longtime LIBME uh, favorite members, Ed Hahn, had passed away, and his wife, Leanne, was moving out to Colorado and did not want to take the homebrew equipment with her. And there's enough homebrew equipment in Colorado already. I'm before. sure there's way too much <laughs> out there. So um, she decided to leave it here, and I was over Frank's house one day, and he said, you want this? He's like, do you have your own equipment, or you still brew at your brother's? And I said, I don't have my own equipment. So a little bit over two years ago now, I got my own equipment, and uh, here we are. And how, bi- how big is that uh, setup that you're working on? I brew five-gallon batches at my house. Okay, awesome. 
Yeah, that's a sweet spot kind of size. Yeah, it works out well for me. Well, speaking of sweet spot, this beer's hitting the sweet spot for me, man. Like, I I love this style and just the maltiness of it, that little bit the sweetness. I can drink this a lot. Tell, can you tell us a little bit more about this one? Yeah, this has been my most successful recipe. Um, it's I've now brewed it a total of five times, and... Um, each different version has seen some success, whether it be winning in a competition, um, winning a pro-am, winning different things. So the recipe itself, I, although it's been changed every time, has done very well. So, um, And it's a personal favorite. It's something that both my wife and I like to have. So it's something we like to have on tap at the house as well. Yeah, I can see that. Like This is a, this is a meat and potatoes kind of beer. Yeah, I, I, I honestly yeah. wish more breweries would have brown ales on tap. I, I work over at Po' Boy, and um, Bobby just put an American brown ale over up on tap there now, and I was very happy when I went into work yeah. on Wednesday this week and got a brown ale because it's something that I don't think enough breweries do. No, not at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of them, and I, I tend to see more of the American ones, which mm. I, I tend to like this style much more. Yeah. The English style with more of the earthiness and more of the malt coming through rather than the hops. That's exactly what I was about to say. Like yeah. the English version on brown ale is, is what I'm looking for, and that's the kind of beer that I would want to just drink all the time and can get behind. Hey, what are we gonna do? Just gonna have a pint, two pints, and hang out and drink this. I mean, tend to be fairly average ABV, bitter yeah. and not dank. Not such. A, not so. Not so American. Yeah. America. Yeah. That's the my. my I don't like when uh, breweries don't specify. It just says brown ale. Yeah. I always I, wonder myself. When that happens, because I, I really don't like American brown ales very much, I tend to either not order it or try to get a tiny bit of it to taste, try to not be a pain in the ass. But, hmm. you know, mostly speaking to Dr. Beer, who actually ordered a flight today, even though he doesn't like when people order flights. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spritz. he wasn't behind the sticks, so, you know. Yeah. Spritz. <laughs> it's funny watching Justin get up that fast. Listen, dude, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna give you you're gonna have you don't have to rush too much, I think. You had a hand signal though. I did, he, he I did, did. He did it. Oh, he did? I did it twice, but I missed it, I missed it. He was looking deep into your eyes. Yes, he got likely. lost. Like many many have before, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, so we're actually brewing a beer at the same time yeah. as we sit here. Which is a, right now. Which is a beer testing voyage first. In addition to having you as a as a guest, we are for the first time brewing live as well. Yeah, usually we've wrapped up the brewing before the recording yeah. starts, but yeah, so Justin and I went out to Coney Island this morning to mm-hmm. the brewery and picked up wort for the, that they're doing their wort share. Um, Second so we, annual. Yes, and one of our members, Angel Santiago, won it last year. So uh, we want to keep it in-house, and uh, we brought back 10 gallons. And although it's been a little bit of a shit show of a brew day, it's uh, we're, we're on our way, and we're boiling now, and we're making a beer to guard. I may not be on screen. But I'm making it easier for me to get up and not knock the entire fucking you table are, over. But your face is like behind the mic stand. It's, it's really whatever. Just, it's really just the cord that's ruining everything. Yeah, I, it's fine. No, no, it's, it's not the cord. It's getting, it's getting, yeah, it's getting the, the chair away from the table. Yeah. So yeah, today so far my electric systems wires have melted together. I fixed those, and now the brew controller will not regulate the amount of uh, current. So we're managing boil overs with ten gallons of wort in there. Yeah, I'm, I've got the best sight line to it, so I'm the one on patrol. Yeah. Um, so I just want to, will you be willing to disclose, what is, what is the uh, the hop that you put in there with that one to keep it from, keep that uh, kind um, of... It's EKG. EKG. All right. Yeah, I, I really like, that's a, 
delicious, man. This is a great job. Thank you. On that. Are we going to go about and rate this here, or are we just going to... Bet your sweet ass we are. Okay. <laughs> so... I don't Since think Rodney and Greg would have any other way. Beer, why don't you go first for this one? Oh, I have to be part of the rating system oh, as well? Oh, absolutely. you got to rate yourself, man. It, this is something that I personally love, and I'm not saying this because this is my beer. This is something I would easily well, put a keg to. Um, <laughs> I will give it a keg, even though I feel wrong doing that for my own beer. This is something that... Um, I just made my fifth keg of, so I guess that's proof that I would have a keg of it at my house at all times. Yeah, and I, I think it, that it pretty much meets go. the criteria. Yeah. Um, this would be a growler for me. It's it's right on the money. It's not my... I wouldn't want to have it all the time just because it's not my absolute must-have favorite style all the time, but I right. think that it's one of the best English browns I've had from anywhere. Yeah. I'm going to go with growler as well. Like, it is, this would be a an old standby for me. Like, if this was on tap at my local joint, like... I'd be going in and be like, all right, I'm having this, I'm having this, I'm having this. Uh, very much appreciated. I really love it. I agree. It's a solid growler. I could, you know, easily drink my way through said growler in a sitting. Oh, yeah. I just, just – oh, carry on, Mark. Sorry. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's a British brown, so the alcohol is not as high. It's not – Supremely taxing on the palate. And, uh, yeah, enjoyable. Definitely so, definitely growler. Before we move on to the next one, I just want to ask one more question about... You said British brown, and when I said English before, you corrected me. Uh, is that just a uh, nomenclature thing, or is there a difference in style on it's that? It's just or? based upon the way it's worded in the BJCP guidelines. I'm a, okay. I'm a BJPC, BJCP certified judge, and okay. just the way I'm used to saying it. Okay, got it. So the English, so calling it an English brown is just like Same thing. the street version, but whatever. Same exact thing. Okay, I was wondering about that. I'm like, is there some kind of weird distinction? Because you well, know, they, you know, you could it could be that nitpicky. <laughs> on, on that front, no, but there is a distinction because there is, a, you know, what is essentially a historical style. London brown ale. London okay. brown ale. Right, I, I have to do is, one. I, I've read described as the Coca Cola of beer. Yep. Interesting. It's literally supposed to be like cloyingly sweet. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a style Think that was pounds like of supreme, lactose in the yeah, supremely um, popular oh. as yep. a mixer. Yep. Okay, as a mixer, I got it. For, yeah. for making like a black and tan or something like well, that. Well, no, to like, okay, I've got this really bitter, kind of old, mild. I'm going to open this bottle of this London Brown Ale to mix in to make it more palatable. Okay, to blend it to something drinkable. Yeah. Okay, got it. When you said mixer, I'm thinking like... I'm thinking almost like beer cocktail, not blending a net blending on a larger size. Um, and one of my uh, old st- one of the uh, ones that we had earlier on the podcast, way way back, Lithology, their brown ale. I happened to be in the neighborhood um, last week, so I picked up a four pack of the brown ale. Uh, my wife had seen they did a uh, like a stro- chocolate covered strawberry stout thing for um, for Valentine's Day. I stopped in. They had it on nitro, so I couldn't get any to bring back for her. But since I was there, I couldn't not buy something. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take the four-pack of the brown, absolutely. So, and I like their brown. Yeah, that's a good one, too. What's the name of that again? Just brown ale. just lithology brown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just straight-up brown ale. I was uh, like, I was thinking of Rockhammer. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's the, the vanilla porter, yeah. I think. But it was pretty good. But I was, the, uh, the, strawberry shor- the strawberry chocolate-covered strawberry thing was pretty good. But... So happens. So this next one comes out of this tiny little jar 
Yeah, it looks here, like, a, it looks like an overgrown love. mason it's, jar. It's, the, the jar itself is from my friend Mike Menente, who was living down in uh, Charleston, South Carolina at the time, and sent sent this up to me as a little gift with a beer exchange that we had made. Okay. And I, I personally love the little jar itself, just to yeah. bring beer to share with friends or whatever, so it's perfect yeah. for this one. Uh, the next beer itself is a... Uh, it's an American stout that I had added coffee to. Okay. Um, to give you the background on the beer, we did a collaboration and a little bit of a wart share over at Ryan Cook's house. And for those of you guys who don't know Ryan Cook, he's going to be opening up 27A Brewing Company uh, over at Lindenhurst. Excellent. And what we did is Ryan had just bought his three-barrel system. And in order to become more comfortable on the system itself... What he wanted to do is do a couple practice recipes at his house. So he had asked uh, myself and Mike Ingenito to write up a dark okay. beer recipe. So what we did is we wrote up an American stout recipe. Uh, we brewed 55 gallons of it. And everyone brought home their own five-gallon batch and did something different to it. Um, I had had left over a pound of the coffee that they use in the Goose Island Bourbon County coffee. Okay. Um, and I used a half a pound of that in this. So it's just the regular American stout with the coffee added. I did a vodka tincture in the secondary to okay. add the coffee. You definitely get a lot of coffee on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. The, then the, the, on the flavor side of things, the coffee's there, but it's in a really well-rounded way. It doesn't at all interfere with what I think is even the roast of the grain or the hop character. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's not, to me, it's not quite as quaffable as the brown is, but it's a nice progression forward from the brown to go from that to this. It's like, it's almost like, hey, this is uh, this is the brown's big brother. Like, we're gonna hang out with this guy now. And I really appreciate the the strong coffee flavor to it. It's not muddled up by anything else, and it's not overly roasted coffee flavor where it tastes almost burnt sometimes that you get. It yeah, reminds but- me a lot of. Uh, the uh, Folgers black silk coffee that I drink. Yeah. Ah. There you go. One of the things that people struggle with with bringing coffee into a beer is trying to avoid that green pepper flavor. So when I did the tincture, I let it sit on the tincture for like two weeks. Okay. And when I added it, I added it in a hot bag into the secondary, and I really only let it sit there for a day and a half. Because I find that if you keep it for any longer than that, yeah. there's like a green pepper flavor that really becomes dominant in anything that you put so, real coffee in. I thought I was having like a sh- mini stroke when I first took a whiff of it. I got like a little bit of like green yep, peppery kind of thing going on. And I thought, oh, he took a stout and, you know, oh, he threw some chilies in there or something. Like, I know you like those. And I was like, no, no, there's not in there. There's no chili yeah, in there. The, the, oh, the green pepper is going to be present no matter what. It's just how dominant it is. I, I've never heard anyone describe that part of it in the coffee stout and identify it as specifically that. And I'm like, oh, no, that's exactly what it is. You'll it notice really it as you just, move forward, though. As yeah, you, as it, you try now now that I have coffee. a name to it, I'm like, okay, there we go. I know what this is. It's all about descriptors. And yep. You, you're dealing with three BJCP certified judges here. It's all exactly. about the, the way to word it and the way to find out yeah, what it is. Yeah, the descriptors are always the, the good part. But yep. I got my. I finally got my name tag. Ooh, uh, you're early, official. Yes. Early in the week that says recognized. And now you're certified. 
Yeah. <laughs> so they got to send you another one. Right. As soon as, soon as Home but Rally, I have, I have puts to wait for the system update yeah. for me to be able to order the new one because right now it's just like You're our records indicate you've received one in the last calendar year. If you feel this is an error, please God. But I'm certified now. <laughs> not, not according to me. my judge record. You have to do what you have to do what Eric did before he got his national badge and just write national bitch like right on your uh, thing. <laughs> I thought he like used like a, a label printer. He did. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would have been better if it was can ghetto just, when he just can wrote it. You just it. get one of those like "Hello, my name is" stickers and just that, that's put what, that that's on. what that's what oh, they leave yeah. they leave them there for you. <laughs> I refused to wear one because I didn't have my I was t- in protest okay. that I, they hadn't sent me my name badge from August yet. Oh, okay. Or really November, I guess. Well, I I can get behind that one again. Um, Justin, why don't you get us started on uh, a rating for this one? I like when Greg goes first because it makes puts him on the spot. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything more than a bomber with something like this. I wouldn't want to have it. I've, I've actually, to be honest with you, I've had this on tap at my house since August. Okay. So if that tells you anything about how long a keg of this has lasted in my house, yeah. it uh, slowly but surely goes. But um, I'm at the very end of it at this point. But right. again, that's from August, and we're talking the end of February now. Yeah. What I would say is that it holds up. Obviously, you know, being a stout, it's going to hold up. But it just shows you, like how long you can really have a beer in, in kegs. Everyone always kind of like wonders how long can I have a, a beer in a keg before I need to uh, to change it out. And yeah. obviously this is still, I mean, I remember I've had this before and it's just as good as when I had it last time. Yeah, the hop characters mellowed a little bit, but that's about it. That's the only difference I've really noticed. Yeah, yeah, this- as long as, you know, you get good seals on your O-rings on the kegs and stuff. Is this the one that, did fine. you bring this one to the party at his uh, upstairs during the summertime? The barbecue, right? Where there was something that you brought. Can I say maybe? Sure. No, probably. Probably. <laughs> I don't remember either. Probably so. not because this was made in August, and he no, came Labor over in Day. May. No, he didn't come over for Labor Day. Because no. no, he came over the day of the release for them of the Mybach, which okay, was much yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. what I was thinking. My backyard, I brought over. Okay. Yeah, that was Memorial Day weekend. That's what I was thinking of. All yeah. Right. So for me, I'm sorry. For me, it'd be uh, it's going to be a bomber as well, mostly because the um, it's not something I could drink a lot of in one sitting. It's a phenomenal beer that I I love. It's one of those ones that I think is a five out of five, but you know, as far as how much I want to drink sitting down, it's going to be a bomber. Yeah, I'm going to keep it rolling with uh, bombers because that's the exact right amount for this. You know, um, you know, I might even just if he, um, just as my always find another vessel to store it in. If we had the the tall boy glasses, you know, or a uh, or like a liter, a liter beer would be perfect to this. Liter of cola. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want a large farva. I just want a liter of cola. <laughs> oh man. What about you, Mark? I, I'm in uh, agreement. It's a bomber. It's much more uh, strongly flavored. And, you know, after a couple glasses, you, your palate's just going to kind of be shot. Mm. And you're going to be looking for something a bit crisper. Yeah, I think we're, you know, we're all kind of in agreement on that one. And uh, you said mentioned you want you something a little already, crisper, right? and I think that's what this next this one's going to be, right? Yeah. Say it again. I said he. Mark mentioned that he wanted something uh, to be a little crisper to follow up with it. And I think that this is what. This looks like it might uh, fit that bill. What's this next one that we got? Yeah. So we just poured out um, a recent New England IPA that I brewed with Austin Shevlin, one of the LIBME members over okay. at his house. Um, he had just. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's doing aroma, uh, aerobatics over here. Um, or aerobics. Yeah. Um, he's doing so, the floor routine. Yeah, oh. he, he had just gotten a half barrel fermenter, so we got a little creative with our mash and our boil. We did a double boil, and uh, we made a nice New England IPA. And I know how much you guys love your IPAs, so um, this is uh, Austin and I's New England IPA, where we used 
um, Citra, Galaxy, and Mandarina Bavaria hops in it. When and you say you did a double boil, what does that mean? Um, pretty much he doesn't Because I'm he, pretty he, sure that you didn't put, like, a big bowl on top of a pot that had water boiling in it. No, so what we did, we had You're to get... you not melting chocolate. We had to get very creative chocolate. with this one. We had, actually, we the mash tun that he had couldn't hold all of the grains, so I brought my mash tun over as well. So we had two mash tuns going, and then, of course, the kettle wasn't going to be able to hold all the wort. So we needed two kettles to boil with. Gotcha. Okay. So we had two boils going at the same time, and um, it came out like this. So, oh, this is uh, this is interesting. I like it. It's got a little bit of a. Oh of, man, that's good. I like the I like the aroma on the front of it. It's got a little bit of the. Um, creamsicle thing going on to it oh th- i didn't mention there is lactose in it as well so it's okay. a, considered a milkshake ipa i guess gotcha yeah, it's got a, it's got a little creamsicle feel going on to it that uh that orangey citrus uh, you know, the the sunny d orange not real orange <laughs> right. but like sunny d orange like, like the orange you should get from like mcdonald's yeah exactly or the you know the school orange juice yeah i um i judge this for the libme pro-am okay. and uh, i liked it then i like it i like it now i think it's, it's really good for style for a milkshake IPA, I'd like there to be a little bit more body behind it. Um, but again, it not being my style. That's not my style I like to drink anyway. I would drink the shit out of this. Needs rye. <laughs> Everything needs rye. Yes, it does. <laughs> it need, needs rye to turn it that nice uh, yellow, that nice uh, pasty shade. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, uh, needs, it needs to be a little more taupe. I've, <laughs> I've brewed, I think, one beer in like the last two years that didn't have any rye in it, and that was the Pater's beer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. And I didn't think about it until too late, and I was like, eh. And I know you listened to I'm that Philosophy podcast the other day about, oh, yeah. uh, about the rye, so that's that's got me itching. I've, yep. I have two different recipes that I'm writing right now, both a black rye IPA and a regular rye IPA that I want to start playing with as well. Yes, we were conversing over the, the black rye IPA. Yeah, uh, that's, that's something that uh, me, Brian, and Don have been speaking about, brewing a big batch of it over it. Their mega system. Yeah. So when you talk about it being black rye IPA, you're saying that it's just uh, been killed a little bit longer, right? No, it's going to be a black IPA. Okay, so you're making ha- a black IPA. Yeah, it's going to have that rose okay. character, and then we're going to uh, throw some. Uh, all right. So I thought you were talking like almost like you would say like black patent malt, like it's you know like it's a dark, no, really it's tra- dark. No, straight black rye. IPA, black IPA with um, a little bit of flaked rye in it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I re- I'm I'm behind this one, and this one for me, as I've mentioned numerous times on the show, like. Is this is going to be my breakfast beer? Okay, you know, or you know, like just that the first one of the day get me going. Like if I was doing day drinking, like I could get behind this in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I like the might uh, make commuting easier. <laughs> it would it easier would and harder, easier, but yeah. <laughs> what I like about it is it, it it has all the juice characters without any of the pith. With a lot of the style, a lot of times I find the pith to happen. I think that might be because people leave it on the dry hop too long. I'm not exactly sure, Absolutely. but it's definitely not getting pithy. <laughs> I said if I had to take the train, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Get these on the train. Yeah, well, you would, you'd want one of the glasses so you could break it and stab somebody. <laughs> well, Not the coffee stout? Well, <laughs> and I don't know. This would be Friday. It depends. This is, this is for the fr- train in or on the way back. Makes sense. Yes, True. there you go. Um, if it's on the way in, then he wants yeah. this. And, and, and anyone who's drank New England IPAs and had them on tap at their house, this, this is a month and a half later. And this okay. is a drastically different beer than I was drinking a month ago. Really? Now. So uh, they really do drop out pretty quick um, with the double dry hops. And yeah. 
in general, just those overly hoppy beers, um, citrus and tropical notes that come through really heavy mm-hmm. that they do drop out after a while. And okay. This is a very different beer than it was, although I still like it. So what do yeah, you think? Yeah, no, there's still definitely Sorry. good. I remember from LIBME's competition back in November, I judged uh, the specialty IPA category, and Austin had one of his beers in there, and I think it placed. I don't remember for sure. But I think it was... Yeah, he the... won first place over my second place Rye IPA. You want to talk okay. about it? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> Look, I don't remember whose beer was what. Here, get this. It's got a I little just, thing. It'll get right underneath that scale. I just Go. remember, like, realizing, like, oh, because it was, like, crystal clear. He didn't specify New England IPA. It was just 21B, which is specialty, specialty IPA yes. for, you know, people that... Now they have 21B7. Yes, New England IPA has its own category or future category. That's been, at yeah, least the guidelines been right. It's, right, provisional style, but that was not specified. It was just entered into 21B, and after the fact, I realized it was the same beer that I had. He brought to Taps and Talons in September, and it had dropped clear in the couple of months between that event and when the competition took place. That's wild, because it it was a, a crystal clear beer and. You know, when you're judging, you don't know the particulars. You just have the beer in front of you and exactly. the style, and maybe they tell you what hops are in it, but you you don't know. And like after the fact, when the awards happened, and you know it was like, oh, you know, it was an IPA with a uh, uh, galaxy, and I forget whatever else. And I was like, oh, that's what he had at Taps and no, it was it was. Uh, it was Citra. Whatever. Anyway, I was like, oh, that's that's that beer. Wow, that tasted different. Yeah. But it was still very good. That's, that was my point. Yeah, he's, it was still he's, very good. He's been gr- brewing great great New England IPAs, and he asked me, he's like, you should come over and brew one day. I'm like, let's do a New England together. I know he's been picking Ryan Cook's brain a lot and learning a lot from him, and uh, just like many of us. And we use that hothead yeast. And for anyone who understands anything about fermentation, to understand that you're using this yeast that we actually – pitched it and let it ferment at 85 degrees is just amazing i want to i want to use uh a hothead or, or a, another quexnerian and uh, have it uh, up i want to get it up to 90 95 yeah they say it could go up to like 102 or something like that yeah but the higher it goes i heard the fruity more fruity esters you, you get, get a out, lot of of the fruity esters out of yeah. it yes and, and it's also like i know ryan's turning over beers and like he, he can have them on tap pouring in like five days which is yeah. just amazing yeah i have uh uh, Omega's, what is it, Hornendal? They have the Hornendale and they have the Loki. I have the Hornendal in my fridge, and my intent with that is one I get around to doing another kettle-soured fruited beer is I want to use that yeast. And again, ferment it really hot to push off a lot of fruitiness from the yeast and then throw in some random uh, Goya or Lafay fruit puree. That I pick up at uh, Compare. Oh, Compare. I, I said it right the first yeah. time. This it's Compare. Time. Compare. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, well, we still got to rate. There, we still got to rate uh, this New England IPA. For me, it's a growler. It's supremely drinkable. As Kevin said, there's no pith, which is usually what turns me off IPAs. In general. Just, I think that was just you're fucking everything up. That was me. I get no credit, no love. I'm just kidding. Who are you? Fuck. What? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, how are we here? I'm the guy that can't build a brew controller. You're so, the guy that should go spritz his beer. <laughs> it's so fun watching this guy <laughs> run away. 
way more agile than I look. Huh? I think yeah. the social post might just be a super cut of him. Like, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna start the rating on this with the wacky sax in the background. Yeah, do, 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 do. I'm gonna go with a bomber on this one, but it's probably not gonna be too back to back for me. Um, it reminds me a lot of a lot of the stuff that I've had at Bobby's pl- at Bobby's place, and how good that fruit flavor comes through. And I really appreciate how well he does it, and I think this would stand up with any of those. So I really appreciate that. That's a big compliment to me. Um, I think he does them great. So so I would love to – I would probably start off with one of these. Like I said, I think it would be a great one to have with brunch um, or breakfast or whenever. But And then I might come back to it later in the later in the session or just later in the day. Like, hey, I was drinking these in the morning, and now uh, I'll have one of these for dessert. Why not? But uh, – <laughs> I think after two in a row, I would, the sweetness would probably get to me a little bit, and I'd be like, "All right, I need something to, to, cl- I need something to almost get clean off the palate a little bit and start over again." Fair enough. It'd be a bomber for me just because um, it's just not like I like the hop flavor, but it tends to build on my palate. Mm. Any any of the beers, not this particular one, any of this style builds on my palate. In fact, when I had to judge, especially IPAs at a different competition a long time ago, I was like. I think I ate all the crackers, like at the table, not just the ones. I was judging with you there at NHC. Oh last right, year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I literally ate all the crackers. I was still good at judging. And he makes though. it seem like he didn't just eat the crackers because he's a fat guy. <laughs> no, that's the funny part. Hey, listen, I had I had candy bars in my bag. I traveled with like six candy bars. Look, the food that they had at NHC last year was legit. That barbecue. Oh, was that barbecue food was great. God damn good. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's yeah, That's why I'm sad that we're not judging a fifth hammer anymore. Oh, it's not going to be a fifth hammer, so we're probably not going to get that same barbecue. Definitely food. not getting no, the same barbecue. No, no, unless the food. I'm, I'm sure it's Andrew, if you're listening, whatever the place is. Andrew, if you're listening, Bantry Bay Public House, barbecue. whatever it is. We don't know. The food there could be fantastic. Never been there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not barbecue. It might be. You don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. All right, so where, where are you at with this one there, Greg? Uh, it depends. Like where, where it is now, I'd probably be like a growler of it because I'm sure my wife and I could kick a growler of this any night just sitting around the fireplace. But um, in general, when it's fresh, um, I would easily go with a keg of this just because I think a keg, um, if drank quickly of a New England IPA, is great. It's um, To me, it's a great style, although some people hate it. I still like it. So, real quick before we move on, you said that this is a couple weeks old now, right? So it's different. A month and a half almost. A month and a half old. So, how much, what did it really start off as? Like, how different from, because right where it is right now, I love it. And I don't know if I would love it as much if if the hop characters were a little bit sharper. Yeah, it's not that they were really sharper. I just feel like the citrus and tropical notes were just a little bit more prominent. Okay. As as if they're not still. Right. I just feel like they were a little bit more. Okay. A little bit more. There you go. Um, I like the flailing. Muppet, Muppet arms. Saw one of them on the way in. This next one is uh, smells delicious. Is there a? I'm getting almost like peach or nectarine or something. Peach or nectarine? All right. All right. right. That's it, 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 you're, you're close, but none of them have been added to this. Oh. This this is not a beer. Okay. So the next one you're gonna get is a cider that was made by my wife and okay. her friend Nicole. Um, and this is a recipe that I had done with my wife uh, last year for Taps and Talons, and people really, really loved it. And we back-sweetened it last time with apple juice. And when my wife Jen and Nicole did it this time, rather than back-sweetening it with apple juice, they back-sweetened it with mango juice. Mango, and the fruits, there you go. And the fruits okay. that are involved with it, um, there was six pounds of fruit in there in the secondary. So wow. it was... 
two pounds of strawberry, two pounds of okay. mangoes, and two pounds of pineapple gotcha. in it. So it's a it's really just a tropical cider. Yeah, the easiest way to say it, and you, it's highly carbonated. Do you guys remember the um, the Snapple that they the mango peach Snapple? Yeah, that's what this smells like to me. Like, All right, like I, like that. That's what. That's why I was going with peach. Although it like, doesn't give you that same feeling on your teeth that snapping. <laughs> oh, oh, my teeth just rotting <laughs> out of my sweaters. skull instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I used to drink the lemon iced teas. Oh. I would drink like six or seven of them a day. I'm pretty sure that's like seven years off my life. Probably. Okay. Um, so, what I love about this two is off his life? I fucking oh, hate mango. I'm- Two minutes until like in most everything, I really don't like mango. Yeah, I but I think mango. the way the mango works with the other fruits. Wait, in here, let me ask you this, this question: Have you had dried mango that's coated in cayenne? No, the cayenne might help it out, but I have had don't dried me with a good time. I have had dried mango, and I'm not I'm not into okay, it. Okay, but here's it's not as bad as dried apricot. But I'm not I would tell you mango. one of the things that makes a huge difference in a lot of the dried fruit is the sulfur. When they sulfur it to keep it from turning colors. Okay, if you can get unsulfured. Um, dried fruit, the taste is way different. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You can find it at, like, if you find it at, like, Trader Joe's or a couple other places, you know, other places, of course, they're going to charge you twice as much for less shit on it. But, of course. Um, it's taste... You're basically buying is, time on your life. Yeah, is the taste happening. is significantly different. <laughs> <laughs> it's significantly different. Yeah, um, it's a, it's basically that movie with Justin Timberlake in it when he had the watch on his arm telling him how long he was going to live. Oh, right. Yeah, it's basically yeah. what the Trader Joe's does. Yeah. Um... I really like this. Um, you said it was highly carbonated, and I wish I wish it was a little like little brighter in that in the carbonation right now. Oh, you know, I it's mean, also yeah, sitting from, in this bottle, exactly. Like, but I would imagine that coming with it being a little more effervescent would make this really, really enjoyable. Yeah, I feel like the the effervescence really makes the fruit character pop. Yeah. In it. Um, so that may be the only thing that's missing. To it to me, but I completely understand why that's why that's happening. I'll explain that to my wife later when I get home. Okay, that that's what you didn't like about her cider. <laughs> well, don't don't tell her I didn't like it. Tell her I liked it. Tell her it would be even more better. You can more say more better. Well, you you hear can say that? more better than, and then she'll just be like, "He's a fucking moron. What am I going to listen to this guy?" And she'll and she'll forget about the fact that, like I said, it could be better. Who is this idiot? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what most people say when they meet me. Who is this idiot? I really I really like it. And I like that it doesn't have that, like, champagne kind of bite to it. It's really sweet. Well, I like and, that. And that's one of the things. If you if you tried this right after, like, when, when, I, when we fermented this, we fermented this all the way down to 1.000. So it was super, super dry. Um, and then we uh, oh, added potassium, right potassium sorbate, potassium metabisulfite to right. uh, inhibit the fermentation process, transferred it into a secondary, and then added the fruit. Okay. So the fruit, the sugars in the fruit. Wouldn't oh, you didn't re-ferment back. the... No, we okay. didn't re-ferment with the gotcha. fruit. Um, gotcha. And we let it sit on the fruit for two weeks. Okay. And then we transferred it into a keg. That's interesting. And that's yeah. when you added the mango juice? Or you and added the mango juice when you added the fruit? Right. When we, pull, right, when we pulled the fruit bag out, then we started playing with how much of the mango juice we were going to add in. Gotcha. Just to find that... It's that balance between the dry... You don't want it to be too dry. You don't want it to be too sweet. You yeah, want it to be well, in that middle range. Like we were talking about, like, you know, sweetness in meads before. Like... And, and, like, this is, like, the perfect amount of, like, residual sweetness for me. But I feel like, especially with meads, but also a lot of ciders, too, like, they're just so much sweeter on the finish that it just kind of, like, turns my stomach a little bit with how mm. sweet they are. Yeah. I think we brought it back up to, like, uh, 1.008. 
is what the gravity was after we put the mango juice in and after the fruit. So gotcha. I think that's where it ended. So yeah, well, but yeah, you guys have I, another one going right now, right? Yeah, there's another one going right now. The um, again, Jenny and Nicole did it, and they have a raspberry cider as the next one on their plate. So okay. they're, they're getting into this into the cider thing, which is exciting for me. You know, bringing more people on board and getting excited whether it's any sort of fermentation like i i like brewing the beers i've done ciders i've done meads um and then i got another surprise of uh something i'm gonna pull out now for you guys to try and give me your opinion on before we're done with the episode as well yeah, we talk to through. me when you're plotting on turning your spent grain into tempeh no so far it's just been pizza and pretzels no he's actually Why, gonna he, he's it, actually going to meat? going to grow yes. shit i don't even on know the spent grain. Anymore. I thought you were no, just pizza and pretzels meat. for us so far. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's You're next level, man. Yeah. Mark ferments all the things, as his wife says. He has a, a Facebook album called Ferment All the Things. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I also belong to a group that's called Ferment All the right. Things on Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't belong to that group because I want to like try to limit myself into how much I copy you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so... I love this, and like I said, this is, it basically you listed one fruit that I avoid at all, at all costs. Like if it says mango something, like I won't even try it. And I think that you said there was pineapple in it too. Was that one of the ones? Yeah, it's it's mango, pineapple, strawberry right. were the additions. And I love strawberries and I love pineapple, so I think it, they play well together. Um, again, because it's a cider, I think that it skews things a little bit. But it, for me, it'd probably be a solid bomber. I'd like to say growler because that's how much I like it. But I think if I drank that much of it, I would probably be on speed. Yeah, and it's also 7.2%. It really oh hides that pretty well. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, I would not have expected 7.2%. How about you, Mark? Uh, I'm with Justin. It's definitely a bomber for me, just because I feel like after the second class, it'd be a little sweet for me, and I'd just need something else on my, yeah. in my mouth. I'm kind of in the same... Hey, now. Uh-oh. I'm in the... For the same reason, just my tolerant, my change of pace is going to come a little bit faster. So for me, it is not a quality statement, but it's absolutely it's going to be a pint for me, just because I after the after the pint of it, I probably couldn't drink more of it. I would just like it'd be one of those ones where I just get really drunk and get a headache and be not happy with myself later. Yeah, you worry you, you worry know? about a cider hangover yeah, like, the next like day. Yeah, like if I you know like if you drink too much meat or anything like that, like that's. I just know that's what would happen to me on this. Like, I could make the mistake and just drink way too much of this and be really enjoy the moment and then afterwards just pray for death. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to try to avoid that and just enjoy. Let's try to avoid that today. You still have two more to record tonight. Yeah, exactly. Not and even regret. Pray just, for death. Yeah. Listen, I, I made that mistake in college a couple times getting tanked on, like, really sweet liquors and other really sweet beverages. We thought it was a really great idea in college to drink... Um, it was cher- it was a uh, vanilla coke with amaretto. It is. Do you want to talk about like teeth falling out of your skull? Sweet, like it was so incredibly sweet. Isn't amaretto like almond? Almonds. Like, yeah. yeah. It so basically it turned it into like I, I don't know. It it made sense. It tasted good. <laughs> but it seemed it, like a good idea at the time. It seemed like a good idea at the time. You got a buzz, and then all of a sudden you realize like, wow, I'm so sick. I'm vomiting everywhere. <laughs> Which is a lot of what college was for me. So hey, whatever. Hey, I'm really sick. I'm going to vomit everywhere. And I thought we were there for an education. Yep. <laughs> All right, Greg, where are you on? Um, I'd probably go with the growler of this. Um, I, I do have a keg on tap of my house again, so it's easy for me to say keg, but I would probably go with the growler for this. Um, 
and I'd like to bring it out and share it with a bunch of people. Um, but if I was going to sit down with it, it would. Um, I could easily have two of these. Have my wife have two of these, and we could enjoy a nice night. Yeah, I could definitely convince Rachel to, even though she doesn't drink all too much anymore. I could definitely convince her to drink. Yeah, she'd have glasses, some of this for sure. My, my wife would go bananas for this. Yeah, huh. a, lo- a lot of people who aren't beer drinkers who have come over my house mm-hmm. since this has been on tap have tried this, and uh, they've been big fans of it. Do, so. you, do you make them try all your beers too? Um, it, depend, make, it depends make, on who the, who's there. Work. It's it's some people are just not beer drinkers, but yeah, usually when people come to my house, it's partially. I have a four keg kegerator, so it's like, what's on tap? Like, like random people come to my house. Oh, look at that! I happened to bring a growler with me today. Yeah. Oh, I, I bet you expect to bring that home full too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and th- th- that's part of it, I guess. And the, half, half the stuff I no make, I'm giving it away for free. Yet, and I think they might get shanked if they do. Oh, no shanking! Come on, we're not. Perfect. No, I would. I would without a doubt give someone. I I always have too much. I would. With, I wouldn't even question it. I guess that's depend true. On who it would depend on what they wanted to bring home with them. Yeah, I suppose. I would shank them over some things. So the reason I ask is one of the things that I, I always think when someone tells me I don't like beer is I bet I could get beer you like. Like it's the first thing like Mark's uh, – not Mark. Mark's uh, brother-in-law, his uh, girlfriend says she doesn't like beer. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're coming on the podcast and we're going to find beer you like because – Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, everyone like that could be your next challenge. Yeah, and I want to get my friend Pete on. He's a little more open than uh, than Kiara is. Yeah, but. but but with Pete, we're just going to do the difference between O'Doul's and St. Pauli girl. No, no, we're also <laughs> going to pick. No, the plan is to. Oh, we are doing that. But we're, we're also going to pick uh, beers for him to try that are actually beers, not just dog shit, like non-alcoholic things. I would take. I you would know take, what? I bet Pete would love. What's that? Your London brown ale. He probably would like that. He also likes dicks in his mouth. I like to say that on the internet. <laughs> I um. It's a, it's a, it's an inside joke that goes. It's an inside joke that goes back a really long time. He's gonna time. really like that you said that on the well, podcast. No, he actually it, will. It's okay. He's been calling my mother a whore. I was for just like gonna say years. because your mother's a whore, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I love that this next beverage is coming out of a mason jar. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of uh, fermenting other things, yeah, well, I wouldn't even say fermenting. No, there, I know. there was no fermentation. There was no distilling. There was nothing fancy about this. Other than um, I found a liquor store that sold Everclear. Okay. And when I found a liquor store that sold Everclear, I got Everclear. I got Captain Morgan's. I got apple juice. I got apple cider. I got cinnamon sticks. And I made an apple pie moonshine. And I figure if you guys are going to try something and you guys have a couple more episodes to do after this, I figure there could be some funny episodes if you guys have a little moonshine before you record them. Yeah, I mean, especially considering that one of them is all barley wine. (laughs) Oh yeah, God, the, uh, I'm gonna take like two drops of that and just be like, "All right, I'm good." I love them. This uh, I had this. At, we, Mark and I had this at the meeting, and I'm always reticent to tr- even begin to try when someone tells me moonshine so good. because so good. every time I've ever tried it, it is literally lasered the back of my throat. It is basically said, oh, "Oh hi, this is your palate," and just scraped everything off of it. This is the opposite of that. It is really actually sweet. I would say. And also, doesn't give you a lot of alcohol burn, but it lets you know it's alive. You know what it tastes more like? Less moonshine. It tastes more like Applejack. Yeah. That's kind of like the vibe that I get. Like that, minus, the cinnamon, minus the cinnamon, the sizer you made. Yeah. This is a similar profile. I, the first time I had Applejack. Which one? Blitzen's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, four is too many is the new name for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time I had Applejack was at a, uh, one of my wife's friend's houses. And he had it was in like one of those random, like, green bottle like 
no label, just like, here you go, like, in a green wine bottle with a, just plugged in, and like, here you go, hey, try this, okay, yeah, I like it, let's go. And we drank, like, three of those bottles, it was great. And this is really, really tasty. The, the only problem is uh, Jenny had a couple friends over playing cards the other night, and, oh. I had, and I had them try this. And they're like, what's the alcohol percentage on it? And don't, no, I no. don't have a clue. <laughs> I know that the Everclear is 190 proof, so um, there you go. The, I added some Captain Morgans in there. I'm sure it's very high, but I couldn't give you a number on it. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. even know how to figure out a number on it. So It's 1192. All, all I'll say it's, like is that. it's a lot. Yeah. Probably close to like purple purple monkey dishwasher. Yeah, <laughs> um, I really like this, and I think it'd be great also um, in the really cold winter. Like warm it up, mix it in as like with a hot toddy in there. Oh like, my god! Yeah, like you after you sh- after your back is screaming at you because you just shoveled the driveway. Like come back in and drink maybe two, drink a little bit of this and be like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go do the sidewalk. Let's go. Uh, after this episode's over, I'm gonna take what's left in the mason jar. I'm gonna pour it in a, in a thing. I'm gonna give it to my wife. I won't see her till Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, she yeah she's gonna be upstairs like like every time my wife every drunk. time my wife gets drunk it's like the first time someone she's smokes weed. Sit down on the couch, recline it, yeah. and yeah, that's and where sleep yeah. for two days. Right, everyone's gonna be like, your wife's dead. No, 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 she's in she's in a, a, a beer she's coma. She's in a good place right just, now. Yeah. Just put a mirror in front of her face. Moonshine yeah. coma. Yeah. So oh, this is really tasty. I this, can't. I can't yeah. rate this. This no. doesn't go on our scale. Yeah, we can't. Is, no, this is delicious stuff. If, if anyone says more than a taster, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, look. As I was saying to you before off mic, like, you know, I I've had another apple pie moonshine before, and it was you know dog shit, which is why I was very hesitant to try uh, this when you brought it to the, the the last monthly club meeting. And Justin was like, no, it's really good. You should try it. And I tried it. And I was like, wow, that is like 1,000% better than the dog shit that I had. And I <laughs> thank you for that. No, comparing question, me to The dog one shit. that you tried, was it like the – there's, um, there's no, like this, a mass market brand no, one no, that's out there. No, this is one of Andrew's – okay. one of my brother-in-law's buddies okay. makes his own apple pie moonshine. Okay. And Andrew – like loves the shit and he was talking it up forever okay and said friend brought some of it to andrew's birthday party a few years back and i tried some of it there and i was like this is dog shit why do you like it so much <laughs> but but to be fair andrew was what like 25 when he was talking it up yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah but that's when you're in the range you're like yo it gets me crunk you know <laughs> what i mean like it's amazing it tastes, it tastes slightly good and i get super fucked up it didn't <laughs> taste slightly good no not to you i'm just proud that i'm a thousand times better than dog shit that's, <laughs> that's like a really big moment for me no like this this is really good like i would drink a, a mason jar of this yeah, you, you want to see I literally drink would drink a mason jar of this. Jar of this. And fall yeah. out of a chair. I'm going to say name that tune, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, this is that thing. Mark's is... not going to get that. No. Nope. Uh, no, I'll explain it later. He's a little too young and didn't watch enough television. Oh, fuck no, old. this is exactly the uh, the kind of thing that you start drinking and you go, ooh, that's really good, really good. Oh, ooh, wow. Uh, I'm on the floor because oh, I drank way more Oh, my God, I pissed myself. Yeah. By the way, on a related note about I'm too old kind of thing. You know, uh, Sean Walls, who's in beer. Okay. Um, you know, we, the one we, we have an ongoing group text between Justin, myself, and him. And the other day... Mostly he, where he asks us, like, random homebrewing questions. And then tells us he misses us. We all have Which I miss people. him, too. He's the one that was but, next to you guys at the at the uh, Nanocast, right? Yes. Okay. But because he kept pulling out the, the G.I. Joe gift the other day uh, on the Facebook, I decided to do the same. And Sean is, what, 28? Yeah. 27? Something like that. 
So I, I, G. I, I Joe went right over his I, head. I was it. expecting him to not even know what what it was because like he did, we, he's never seen so the Big Lebowski. Other, we've, we've made so many other references that he's like what he didn't know like any have to like, know Lebowski though. He, he no, he's been he to didn't. Tap and Barrel. He didn't, <laughs> and he also didn't like get my reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is also like come on man, you're a librarian, you didn't get that one. So I was completely expecting him to be like, I don't get it. But that didn't happen, so maybe I didn't know he, he was a knows. librarian, and that makes a At lot more sense. At this point, though, the last time he didn't know something, I specifically asked him to give a li- give us a list of shit that he'll get. Yeah. So maybe maybe, he, <laughs> he maybe never, he's just isn't going to tell us anymore. He, he never provided the same <laughs> yeah. list, though, so... Like, Justin was like, can you give us a list of references of things that you actually know? Because we went through, seriously, like, like 12 of them in a day. And he was like, I, I, what, do you, I, what do you mean? I don't understand. We're like, oh my god, how many robe references can we make? Like, people wearing robes? Like, he didn't get the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he didn't get Lebowski. Did he like, watch the Super Bowl and see the new Stella commercial? I know, there's no not, way he honestly. watched the Super Bowl, it's impossible. Probably went right over his head. That's anyway. alright, that was the most interesting part of that Super Bowl. It was. Fucking Christ. Yeah, except for the cash money. Um, <laughs> yeah, you won cash money. <laughs> I got fucking skunked on everything. So... Uh, <laughs> I and love now, Moonshine. And now Robert Kraft. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now like... Now the great the, news about Robert moon, Kraft yes. yesterday, today. Well, yeah. Justin wants a keg of the moonshine. Yeah, I do. But uh, here's the thing about Robert Kraft really quick. <laughs> oh, here we go. So, he's like 80. His wife's gone. He's 77. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was the ballpark, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's, cri- he's cri- you know, he's the crib keeper old. So, he definitely has to pay for sex, one. That's the that's fact. Two, he doesn't have a wife. He's not hurting anyone. He wasn't holding no, anyone under their will. Seven years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. God bless you. I don't. I don't I'm okay with all subject, this, right? It's just so it, wonderful the, to the, hear negative things being said about the Patriots. Exactly. So that, that well, alone like makes the, me that's, happy. That's a number one. Well, yeah, but the best thing that came out of it was the meme of Tom Brady oh, with oh, white hair. <laughs> so I saw also another meme with it. Of uh, they expanded on the the matching game meme. Of it because they had you know Bill Belichick match it to the video recorder and Tom Brady with the deflated ball and Aaron Hernandez with a pistol, right? So now they added that that hooker's uh, you know pit, uh, mug, mug shot, shot and then uh, you know Robert Kraft's picture as well. It's like just match him, like draw a line. My, across. Fa- my <laughs> favorite headline is he admits no wrongdoing. He was there. Yeah, <laughs> he's worth billions. Think, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and here's my thing. I still don't if, think he did anything if, wrong for the record, but if he was he's there. worth that much money. Why is he going to like a shack like that? Well, Can come on. He, Why was Tiger banging Perkins waitresses? Like, yeah. you know, it's somebody, everybody's got their like shtick, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you can go find a lot more discreet, probably a lot better. But hey, whatever. That's a, whatever fruit. floats this guy out. Yeah. Low, exactly. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. All right. Oh. So we've devolved. Thank you, Moonshine. Uh, <laughs> as I understand, as you get older, the fruit to hang hang lower. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's <laughs> like Turkish taffy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Turkish delight? So. Yeah. I'd sell my family for Turkish delight. <laughs> so, Greg, I have to say that uh, it's been fun going from like randomly covering Chopped and seeing you at random places to being your friend and brewing with you and all that jazz. The beer is amazing. It's been fun to uh, like you know competing together, all that. Finally, have you on the podcast? Have you give us beer and let it sit in Mark's fridge for an eon before we got to it? <laughs> you go out of your way when you go on a family vacation to get beer for these guys, and like six months later, look, it's like, you guys ever going to do that one? Look, 
they, I had to shift stuff around so I could fit a bucket in there, and I oh, ended the bu- up putting and the, the bucket, bottles inside the bucket, the cardboard six-pack holders. The bucket contained meat, And they kind of got forgotten. The bucket contained meat. <laughs> Priorities. At bucket, some point, yes, meat. but I'm fairly certain the original reason why it got shifted around was to get a beer in there. Okay. So, that's your story, and you stick to Look, I'm not denying that there were other points where there was a bucket with meat in it inside the fridge. Right. Usually, human, usually human heads. Hey, really? If you pickle them, they stay longer. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was doing. With the, the, the eyeballs. The eyeballs are a delicacy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. uh, do you do you have any any parting words? Are you excited for anything? We didn't mention that Greg Kelly is also the vice president of LIBME now. Yay! Uh, yeah, that's a lot of work. Um, no, it's, it's, it's great to, to be Somebody's more involved with the, the club. together. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's a lot to be involved with. It's a, it's a tremendous responsibility, but um, working with El Jefe, El Presidente, Mr. Frank himself is uh, great, and um, having like everybody Grimpus? else around. We have, we have a nice team around <laughs> us, so like, it, as long as you have a nice team and uh, a nice board and other people who are contributing to help, help out, it really makes it... A little bit easier on you, and you don't have to take on the whole gamut themselves. And as I always say, what what Frank's strengths and my weaknesses are, we, we work well together. So excellent. I second that. Well, again, thank you for all the beverages you brought today. They were all fantastic. I'm glad you enjoyed. Thank you so much for sharing with those, and I look forward to uh, finding some more soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious who who's going to be your next home brewer on. You, gotta, yeah. you, you guys got to keep this going. I like this idea, and, well, I, and I hope you guys continue with it. Now that now that you've set the stage, we want people to contact us. Who needs to come on? Who really wants to come on? I can think of a couple people. I'm not throwing out names. I'm not doing it. Do you want to throw the ball down? See if anybody can do better. Oh, is this like a challenge thing? Like I could, we, we could have a sword. Challenges wow. and results. No, no, no. no I'm not going to throw names. I'm not going to personalize <laughs> it. But, but I will say. If you are a home brewer and you listen to Beer Tastic Voyage like I do myself, I hope that you guys take advantage of this opportunity. It's a really cool forum. They are a bunch of assholes, but you know they're yeah, not that, that bad. Sense. And as long as you're not to sit next to Justin, it's not that bad. <laughs> I flail about way too much. I have to show the word. I love you all. The only reason that we get brewed the beer during this is to get him out of here every once in a while. <laughs> well, here's the question: How are we going to stop recording if he's out there chilling? We can't keep vamping. Keep going. Okay, I'm Quick, back. Mark, play us out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to wrap this one up. Thanks again, Greg. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.